Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. All right, be warned. I am on... Oops, sorry about my earpiece there, Aaron. Sorry, I tried to warn you, but then I realized you couldn't hear me. Yeah. Uh, I'm on twice the level of steroid that I was last week. So, uh... How'd the pre-show conversation go, guys? How'd that go? Did it go okay? Or? Fiery, but mostly peaceful. <laughs> Tempered is not a word I would use. No? Restrained? Sedate? No, I wouldn't use that one. Either. Yeah. No. So, I can't get, now I can't get this thing to cover up, Aaron. Do you what want me to come over wrong? there right now? What am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? Tell me what I'm doing wrong. Is it I, gone I don't now? know. Is it gone now? It's is gone. It gone now? Okay. Todd, you can do the same thing, too. Right. Okay. I, uh, I'm just telling you, I'm on twice the dose of steroid that I was last week. And I just think everybody needs to know that before we we embark upon whatever these next two hours are going to prove to be. Fair? It's always fair. All right. So consider yourself warned, man. I mean, I'm trying. I'm I'm praying like crazy. Uh, I told my wife yesterday, man, keep me in check because I get going and, and the momentum and stuff. I mean, I can feel it. And you feel, can feel your energy? I mean, I really can, and I can't stop it. Like, I, I, I need someone to, like, independently, like, say to me, slow down, you know? The number of tweets, I'll just speak for myself, the number of tweets that I've started to compose and then just deleted in the last 24 hours, there's over a dozen. Oh, I, I almost ended about 15 friendships probably this morning. And then thought, maybe I need to wait and, and consider doing that when I'm not on a Hulk Hogan regimen of steroids at the moment, you know? But obviously... What's going on? And we'll do our normal Wednesday stuff. Uh, we'll do buy, seller, hold next hour. What we don't get to, we'll do bonus buy, seller, hold for our subscribers in the overtime at blazetv.com slash dace. Um, also, uh, the weekly profit of woe and lamentation. Daniel Horowitz will be here. But um, before we get to the rundown, I, I just want to lay something out for the audience, if, if I could. Um, Obviously, the dominant story is something I have set here and, and, and soberly warned you for a year was coming. This day that we're at here now today. Yeah, yeah, take a drink. If you had uh, crossed the Rubicon on your Pat Gray bingo card, 15 people have you know probably seen that 150 times today. We've crossed so many Rubicons now. I, I mean, we're... we're we're swimming, the, we're, we're floating on the Rubicon backwards. You know, we're, we're you know, back floating at this point, okay? Um, I, I, have, I have been warning about this day for well over a year because I am one of the few people who has covered the January 6th story slash setup, false flag. We were one of the first shows, might have been the first show that I know of that elevated when Julie Kelly was out there on a limb all by herself. We, we, we were among the first shows to give her an audience to amplify her work. That is a fact. And we have had her on how many times in the last two years while she has done incredible work on that story? We covered the Epic Times documentary that Joshua Phillips did, talking about some of the questionable angles and, and video that doesn't go with the state regime-sponsored script of January 6th. We covered that documentary, did we not? Mm-hmm. Earlier this year, we did a phone call live from a federal prison with one of the detainees. And in response, 
for the first time ever, think about this, all the stuff on COVID we questioned for the last few years, and, and we never got one of those, uh, uh, you know, just asking questions emails from the quote unquote fake checkers. Remember when Fauci and Bargain was published and you and I kept waiting for, all right, which of our footnotes is outdated? And that's the one they're going to pluck and say that undermines the whole book while it's the number one bestseller in the entire country. That never happened. Never did. You know when it happened? When we put the guy on live from the federal penitentiary who was a convicted January 6th. After that happened, the very next day, I got my NCAA letter of inquiry from the fake checkers. So clearly that tells you now I'm stepping on the official dis- narrative that is being created here. It's very obvious, and we have told you, and, and, and I didn't tell you this for clicks. It was very obvious today was going to be the day that this was going to come to you all along. I have been very well aware, because I've covered this story, of what the gulag they call a D.C. jury pool. How many, I've used these phrases, expressions, references, how many times over the last calendar year on this program? Many. Many. I warned about what awaited Trump once it set its sights on him as it did yesterday with that indictment. Everything I've been warning about, that they would put Trump in prison and that this isn't just a fundraising talking point, is coming true. And it's because I don't do talking points. I pursue truth. This isn't a game. It's not a grift to me. It's not a career. It's a calling. Um, real lives and futures are on the line. They've even, they've even stuck him with probably the worst January 6th judge. Uh, she is known for actually giving harsher penalties than Merrick Garland asks for. What does that tell you? Let me repeat that for you. The judge in this case, she's known for giving even harsher penalties than Merrick Garland's DOJ asked for. Do you think it's a coincidence? You know, we have been talking about, you know, Trump diverting funds from his campaign to legal defense for months. What a miracle. It's a, a, a Christmas in August miracle that suddenly, 48 hours before this indictment, Washington Post and New York Times suddenly have stories out with keen interest about Trump's funding drying up, Trump diverting funds to his legal defense. Weird. Weird. You know, it's not weird. They knew this indictment was coming. It was timed accordingly. These guys are actually playing a, playing a real game, not a fake one. He's doomed. He has no way out. He will not be given a change of venue that will be denied as it was denied every single January 6th. It will be denied him. He will not win an appeal on the left wing circuit court of appeals either after they convict him in D.C. Neither court will care. Let me tell you what we're not going to do today. We are not going to spend any amount of time going through the indictment and discussing it on the merits. It has no merit. It doesn't have to. In fact, wouldn't shock me at all if they actually, this actually wasn't as strong of the chart. I, I expected even stronger charges like insurrection and stuff like that. It's almost like they just troll us now. We're just going to put up, even we know this is BS because we can. What do you always say, Todd? The lie is? The point. The lie is the point. Correct. We enjoy lying to you. We enjoy rubbing your faces in it. We will continue to mask you without data. We will continue. We will have our CDC director go out on August 8th or on August 6th and tell the country that the, 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 the so-called vaccine doesn't stop the spread. And then 30 days later, we'll issue an executive order saying uh, you can't work in America without taking a vaccine that will stop the spread. Um, and, and of course, it's a vaccine we just admitted to you doesn't stop it. They like to do this. It's, they're, not, they're not terrible, stupid. It, it's your sport to them. We're sport to them. They enjoy it. 
So we're going to spend no time discussing the merits of the indictment today because there's no merit to it. We're not going to go through it. Many of my peers will, and their analysis will be correct. It's also completely. I'm sure that'll be profitable to do, but it'll be a waste of time. It's irrelevant. The people who needed no data to choke you, no data to to poison you, to lock you down, uh, to claim that men can menstruate, do not need evidence. They are a law unto themselves. We're here, ultimately, because the worst thing you can ever do with evil is to call it out, bait it, and then not kill it when you do. Don't grandstand real evil. For too many years, Donald Trump played WWF. They were playing another game. The swamp didn't drain, Trump didn't drain the swamp. So the swamp's now going to drain him. He's running out of money. He'll end up having to liquidate assets. He didn't lock her up. So they're going to lock him up. This was part of my calculus for the last year of why I wanted DeSantis to run. And again, I don't know Ron DeSantis personally at all. I have had four private conversations with him. None of them have exceeded 10 minutes. And two of them were about Casey's breakfast pizza and um, my son's uh, upcoming varsity season, first season playing varsity football. I just looked at what happened in Florida and said, Based on record, you know, my worldview says by their fruit, you will know them. Based on record, he might be the only chance we have when, once, once the legal system is done executing Trump, because that's what's happening. This is an assassination. Just a different method of it. It's a different method of it. But it is an assassination nevertheless. And sure, does Trump do stupid things? Yeah, I mean, don't hire a Chinese lobbyist to run your campaign and show her classified intel. That's dumb, right? Yes. But if he had not done that, if he had not done that, like if Lincoln hasn't, doesn't go to Ford Theater, does John Wilkes Booth just say, oh, I guess we'll just, you know, let him walk. They find, another, they find somewhere else to shoot him. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I understand both of these instincts are true. One instinct is to say this guy walks into, steps on rakes constantly. He does. My guess is, and this is probably true of a lot of guys in his world, he probably plays in a lot of gray areas when it comes to legal legalities and ethics. And as long as you are on the, making the appropriate political contributions, you get away with that. And so when he was on their team and a big celebrity, they didn't care. And now that he's on our team and pushing back on them, they suddenly do. You know what I'm saying? That's well, probably a lot of what's going on here. And maybe even more so because mm-hmm. he was once on their team. Exactly. And, it's even, and probably it's even more personal because they, they actively tried to get him the nomination in 2016, thinking he'd be the easiest candidate to beat, and then he beat him. So now it's even more personal. Yeah, yeah exactly. I get that. So on our side, people both say, well, the guy keeps stand, stepping on rakes. He's a perpetual victim. You know why there's so much conviction on both of those stances? They're, they're true simultaneously. And without a DeSantis kind of candidate in the race, once they're done assassinating him, because that's what's happening right now, we would be left with like Mike Pence, Tim Scott, Surrender Caucus jockeys that have screwed us for decades in, at a very important moment and, and tipping point in our nation's history. At this point, you could say it is possible Donald Trump's only path out of staying out of prison. Well, there's two. One of them 
is President DeSantis. I, I am not sure Donald Trump even still understands what he is up against. He's out there tweeting memes, uh, Brady Bunch memes, about whether he should show up at the debate when he is on trial before a gulag that has put dozens, if not hundreds, of his supporters in prison and ruined their lives. And you know why I don't think he understands, folks? Because the people that they did this to, he left them behind. He didn't raise any money for them. He's been no voice for them. And many of his people are on tape, like Jason Miller, testifying under oath before the detestable January 6th committee that they knew all along they lost. And so maybe they were out there rallying people to a cause they thought was lost all along, and those people have gone to prison, lost their livelihoods. See, Trump and his team, this is, they're playing. There's a lot of talk about knowing what time it is. Knowing what time it is is not about rhetoric. It's about action. And Trump and his team like to do a lot of grandstanding about what time it is without a lot of action. Meanwhile, his and our enemies are playing for real. Trump's only other chance to avoid prison here, and that's before we even discuss the other three cases, Fulton County. Wait, was, was Georgia the only other state that Trump said had a fake election? No. What, weird, weird that they chose the one, though, to indict him where the governor can't just blanket pardon him. Huh. <laughs> Probably just a coincidence, Jimmy. So let's even forget there's three other cases out there and just look at this one. His only other chance of staying out of prison is John Roberts. I'll show myself out. Seriously. Because once he gets convicted in D.C. and then it's upheld in the D.C. Court of Appeals, it'll go to the Supreme Court. And, and you need John Roberts to stand, a, stand on the wall for you the way William Rehnquist did for George W. Bush in the Florida recount. How's that make you feel? Not Confident? Good. Warm fuzz? You run into yeah. the betting window right now on that one? I am not. No? John, I'm going to resurrect Obamacare in an election year. Remember, Obamacare was dead in the, in, the tw- in the 2012 election year. John Roberts saved it. And probably handed the election to Obama by doing so. And that, by the way, I'm assuming Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett stay on board. Confident in that one? No. I, I'm just, I'm just going to assume they won't stab, they won't Brutus, the guy who put them on the court. All right, I'm just going to assume that. So you need John Roberts, who is of the very system that has attempted to turn January 6th into a dystopian novel. You need him to buck the system he is a part of and be the fifth vote on the Supreme Court to say this is an unjust prosecution. Here's your kids' futures. Here's your grandkids' futures. Papa needs a new pair of shoes. Roll those dice. There is 4D chess being played here, folks, and it's just not by Mr. Trump. Now, I may be the only person with a significant platform in this industry who will tell you this today. Perhaps you cannot handle it. Perhaps you are children like many of my colleagues think you are. So be it. This is a time for adulting. And this is where we truly are. We are, we are not going to comfort or clickbait our way out of this. 
we must confront reality. Otherwise, we are no different than the opposition who thinks they can conjure alternative truths to cancel eternal established ones. Our enemies are very serious. It is time for us to finally be serious ourselves. Here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by another day, another indictment. A D.C. grand jury handed over another indictment of Donald Trump yesterday on four charges related to his actions in and around January 6th, 2021. Those charges are conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to obstruct official proceedings, obstruction of official proceedings, and conspiracy against rights. Essentially, the entire indictment is an attempt to criminalize political views Special Prosecutor Jack Smith disagrees with. But doesn't matter because the judge presiding over this case, Obama appointee Tanya Chutkin, is to my knowledge the only judge presiding over J6 cases that's dished out punishments for those involved with J6 that went beyond prosecutors' recommendations. The bottom line is that Trump is screwed. In other news, Fitch Ratings has downgraded the United States' long-term credit rating from AAA to AA+. Fitch says that repeated debt limit political standoffs and last-minute resolutions are to blame. They note that the debt ceiling standoffs have eroded confidence in fiscal management. Fitch also blames January 6th somehow for the downgrade of the country's credit rating. Longtime Biden family friend and business partner Devin Archer testified to a closed-door House panel earlier this week and revealed that on no fewer than 20 occasions, the elder Biden was indeed on the phone with his son Hunter's shady foreign business partners, among other revelations. Congressman Daniel Goldman, a Democrat, was part of the House panel that questioned Archer and said there's nothing to worry about with those phone calls. It was as part of the daily conversations that Hunter Biden had with his father. Um, and it was, and, and sounds like most of the time, uh, now President Biden didn't even know who the people he was at dinner. He was just asked to say hello. Uh, and he would, you know, talk about the, the way he described it several times. They asked over and over and over. He described what the weather was. So we've gone from Joe Biden was never on the phone with Hunter's shady foreign business partners to, well, he was, but they were just talking about the weather. Ron DeSantis was interviewed by Fox News's Brett Baer since we last spoke, and DeSantis had this fiery response to a question about Trump and COVID. How no, Florida dealt with COVID. Because he has better PR than other governors, but other governors did a better job than Ron DeSantis. <laughs> well, he, did, he used to say the opposite. Let's just be clear. You go back a year or two, he would say, what a great job I've done in Florida, how I'm one of the country's great governors, uh, how Florida is such a great state. He always said that for years and years, until about three days before the midterm election. Then he started to attack me. And I think it's because he saw that we were going to win a big victory. And I think he viewed me as a political threat. So now he's flip-flopped on all that and is trying to say we did a bad job. I fought his administration to keep our state open, to have kids in school. Fauci, the task force, all those people, they were sending me missives. Even January of 2021, right before he left office, his task force was telling us in Florida to close. And so he didn't have control over his own government. He didn't have control over Fauci. Fauci ran that government his last year in office. Trump should have fired him. He did not do that. He elevated Fauci and he made Fauci an international celebrity. And here's the thing, I fought back against it, but the reality is Fauci's policies were adopted in a lot of the blue states. Kids were locked out of school for a year. You had businesses shuttered for good, small businesses. There should was a the US have locked down at all? No. 
no, it was a catastrophic mistake to do that. Back at that time, there was a lot of uncertainty, I get it, but knowing what we know now, that was a catastrophic mistake and we can never let that happen to our country again. Did the vaccine work? It didn't stop the spread. We were told if you take the vax, you will not get COVID. That is not true. And now for CDC to say they should be doing annual boosters like a flu shot, there is not sufficient data uh, to support that. In completely unrelated news, Denver Broncos wide receiver KJ Hamler is the latest high profile athlete to announce he's missing time because of heart issues. Hamler says he's been diagnosed with pericarditis. And now here's this from the Republic Sentinel. Police arrested and detained several young people in Waterton, Wisconsin on Saturday while they were preaching the gospel at a public drag queen event targeted towards children. Video circulated on social media showing multiple police officers arresting Marcus Schrader as he was reading from the Bible. One officer was recorded aggressively pulling a microphone out of his hands and walking him away in handcuffs. Nick Prohl, another young Christian, was detained and removed from the venue but later released with a warning. And now to lower everyone's IQ, here's astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson. Apparently, the XXXY chromosomes are insufficient because when we wake up in the morning, we exaggerate whatever feature we want to portray the gender of our choice. Mm. Either the one you're assigned, the one you choose to be, whatever it is. And so now, here, so, so now just to, to tie a bow on this, I say to you, somewhere I read, somewhere I, I think I read that the United States was a land where we have the pursuit of happiness. Yes. Suppose no matter my chromosomes, today I feel 80% female, 20% male. I'm going to, I'm going to put on makeup. I'm going to do that. Um, tomorrow, I might feel 80% male. I'll remove the makeup and I'll wear a muscle shirt. Why do you care? Yeah. What, 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 what business it, is it of yours to require that I fulfill your inability to think of gender on a spectrum? Learning Chinese today, today's phrase is chromosomes, something, something, something. It's a free country. I could do whatever I want. 染色体,某事,某事,某事,这是一个自由的国家,我可以做任何我想做的事. And that's what happened while we were away. All right, Aaron's montage brought to you by our friends over at Eden Pure. Um, do you have odors in your home that you just can't get rid of? Now you can get rid of them. Any stinky odor with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier. It gets rid of strong odors from cooking, even cigarette smoke, litter boxes, even those that lingering mildew in the basement. No match because it doesn't just freshen your air, it purifies it. It clears out the bad stuff to make way for the good air. And right now you can save 200 bucks on their three-pack for whole home protection. That's three units for under $200. Just go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use the discount code Steve. EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code Steve plus free shipping. All three units under $200 plus free shipping at EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code Steve. Okay. I want to do this before I get to the second part of the conversation. I want to give you guys a chance to chime in on kind of my opening statement and I just want to add one very quick addendum if you watched Aaron's montage you get arrested now for preaching the Bible 
pro athletes just dropping like flies with heart issues. It, a tradition like any other, Aaron, as fantasy football guys, we've always, we always got to check in in training camp who's got heart issues so we're not sure they're going to be there on opening day for the fantasy draft. We, I mean, that, that's a long-standing practice, correct? Yeah. Yes, indeed. Totally normal. And so if you think we're just going to tweet, we crossed the Rubicon, this is it. That, that's, that's, gonna, that's, that's all we're going to do. Sit back, do nothing, vote Trump. Nothing, nothing else. They, the enemy laughs at us and advances. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts on what I've had to say so far? I think it's important to provide you the opportunity to once again make something abundantly clear that you've said in various ways before, but having eyes to see and ears to hear are tough these days. But if there was, Steve, you're a data guy, if there was reliable data about national polls that everything you said about Iowa going first, so national polls not was, but you, you, you like trends. You're also not stupid. If you see something that needs to be, uh, uh, appropriately put on a pedestal, given a spotlight, you will. If, if it was abundantly clear that a mea culpa was in order, the public had realized they made a mistake. They, they acknowledged that choosing Biden over Trump last time was a mistake. And that the real perce- or perceived uh, election, uh, problem, election legitimacy problems had been taken care of. And a real vote was going to take place this time around. And it was pretty clear that this time around, straight up, Donald Trump was going to beat Joe Biden. Forget any other thing. We'd be having a different conversation, right? Yes, because yes. the calculus is what what am I risking my kids' futures on? Now, I still would have I still think given his legal problems, the idea I love Carrie Lake. She was very gracious to me and my wife shared a stage with her at the Family Leadership Summit. But out there tweeting, everybody else drop out of the race and support Trump. Guys, no matter how much you love Donald Trump, to have everybody else drop out and put all your eggs in the basket of someone who is facing unprecedented lawfare and you aren't even going to be sure will qualify for a ballot. I'll get into that next segment. We need outs. We need options. There... (laughs) Well, there seems to be a lot of people... Do we really believe they're trying to end us or not? See, I do! I'm not sure how many of our audience does. I'm not sure how many of our colleagues do. We peddle this apocalyptic, talk, these talking points all the time. But when the moment occurs that it's true, what do we do? We're at that point now, I believe. Can you tell, do people really believe if, if the rest of the, the people just got out of the way and we were more positive in our language? I, that's what I really can't tell. Do they really believe that Donald Trump will win straight up this time around like if the vote was taken the people have changed their hearts and minds and everything else i because i i think it's really i don't know the answer to this i think that's why they have animosity towards you like and and that's why that's why i'm going to do the show i'm doing today because the truth has to be told and 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 the because we need to we need to accept the reality of our situation so that we can contemplate how to, how to not be defeated by it. To continue to lie to ourselves is, is not... A w- Last yeah. week, we told a lot of you that 
is it Bankman? What's Sam Bankman Freed. We yeah. told a lot of you that he was going free. No, he's not. That was a lie. Now they let him go on a charge. I, would I be shocked if tomorrow they let him go free? No, because we lived in a corrupt regime. But as it sits today, is he scheduled to go on trial in October for several criminal accounts? Yeah. Yeah. Did we tell people that, though? We certainly let them, as an industry, with the impression, we left a lot of conservative America with the impression that this guy was no longer under criminal charges. My fear is that we have just, we're going we're to respond to who they are by becoming like they are, which is what they want, because they're going to win. If it's a battle of lies, if it's a battle of half-truths, if it's a battle of spin, then we're never going to beat Satan at, at, at his game. We're never going to do that. You need light to cancel out dark. And so the first light that we need to shine is on ourselves. Do we understand? I sat here for a year telling you this day was coming. I got almost no emails on it. Almost none. And now suddenly that it's here, I got a bunch yeah. of emails yelling at me, mad that, at me that, 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 I, that I warned you that it was coming. Which is why I, I can't tell. Because I'll tell you from my point of view, if, if I was confident Donald Trump was going to win this thing, uh, even even though I would still prefer DeSantis as a candidate straight up, I'd be I'd be telling Ron DeSantis, sit back and wait. He's going to win. They, they're never going to pull off putting him in jail um, uh, they, because the system's been clean, cleaned up. The people have we, we learn the error of our ways. We look at all the things that have happened to us. And we clearly have it. We haven't reformed anything. So I. That's what really concerns me about how people are reacting to this today. They, they seem to think a reality is about to happen that clearly isn't. Aaron, I want to give you a chance to respond to this when we come back. And then I want to reset questions that I asked on this show 43 days ago. And they are more relevant today than they were 43 days ago. Next. Right back here on the Steve Day Show. Aaron, before we hear from you, let's hear from our friends over at Bonner Private Wines, because by the time we get done with this show, you may need a tall glass of refreshing, soothing red wine. I'm hoping this is the day you just let us drink on the show. You realize <laughs> that time has come. Uh, they've got a never before imported gem um, uh, from Caliki uh, Valley in Argentina. Love Nine, Valley. Love nine, it. 9,000 feet of altitude. That's the third highest vineyard in the world, folks. And it's called Sunal Illogica, is what it is called. Illogico, I'm sorry. Sunal Illogico. Uh, it boasts a staggering 10 times more resveratrol. And what that means is uh, after I raise your heart rate, you're going to want more of that resveratrol to put it back down to where it needs to go. All right. And they're absolutely de delicious wines. We've all tried them. Just ask Todd. He's tried them more than most. Be a part of the Bonner Private Wine Partnership today, but act fast. These, these, these things sell out quickly. Don't want to miss your chance. You can get uh, all, the, uh, all the wines for over 50% off and free shipping. That's right. Imported wine. And you're not paying the freight. Can't beat it. Free shipping, 50% off at bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. That's bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. Aaron. I understand there are a lot of people who are very emotional. Again, this morning, 
over the news about this indictment over January 6th. I understand that. I understand that. You're not without good reason to be emotional. But here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to then think and act emotionally. We see crazy leftists all the time acting out. Haha, <laughs> yeah, they're crazy. But behind all of that, the power brokers of the spirit of the age, like special counsel Jack Smith, this judge who's going to oversee this case, they are not, they, they may act emotionally sometimes, but at the end of the day, their moves are calculated. They are Saruman. They are schemers. And they follow through. And the reality of the situation is this. Donald Trump presented a real threat to the system back in 2016. And righteously and rightfully so. I think the key part of everything that you just said, Steve, is that when you step to the system, when you step to real evil, you better follow through and follow through all the way. Donald Trump did not do that. In fact, a lot of the things people have made, the, the, um, the, the observation, I did so in the montage, basically this newest indictment is just criminalizing political speech. Mm -hmm. That's correct. You pointed out last night, Steve, rightfully so, that they politicized or they, they criminalized a lot of speech, political and otherwise, back in 2020 and onward. And who had the power to stop them from doing that? That would be Donald Trump. Multiple things can be true. And when we stop thinking emotionally, you come to this, these conclusions. Donald Trump is a victim here. Mama says law is as law does. The only laws that matters are the ones that are enforced regardless of whether or not they're re real. And the real ones, well, any law that's not applied evenly is no law at all. So yeah, Donald Trump's a victim here. But if you step to evil and you don't follow through, you do incur some responsibility for the predicament that you're in, regardless of whether or not you're a victim. At the end of the day, are we willing to come to that conclusion? And then, what's the best way to fight for Mr. Trump after that? Is it endless legal and lawfare funding, endless legal and lawfare? Or is it maybe looking two steps, three steps, four steps ahead? And getting somebody in there, whether it's DeSantis or otherwise, who could pardon him? What is the best way to fight for him? if you want to fight for him. When we stop thinking emotionally, we can have these grown-up conversations. And I understand, dude is the best president of my lifetime. Best president of most of yours. I know and I understand the inclination to have these reactions when he is victimized, but we have to stop thinking emotionally. They're Saramans. They're full of Saramans, just plotting and scheming. We cannot just run into a wood chipper <laughs> on any day that ends in Y based on what they're doing. We have to get smarter. That, that is so right on. It's a great segue to where I wanted to go next. The challenge with that, though, is frankly, it's, it's just so easy and, 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 and easily profitable to be emotional. We have the emotion at our fingertips all the time. And so just to respond emotionally, people on my end who profit off of your responses see that you are emotional. And therefore, we want to produce emotional content to get your eyeballs so that we can pay our bills. You see what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. we just create these emotional feedback loops. 
and we just don't live in we just and, and a lot of times we're just not in reality so let's take a deep breath and i want to take you back to 43 days ago remember bill barr told you that this day was never going to come until last month when he did right i, I told you for a year this day was coming and all the other cases are the warm-up act this this is the main event So let's go back to questions I asked on this show 43 days ago because they're more relevant today. Back then, people were claiming, and I agreed, and the Democrat plan was to convict and imprison Trump. Okay. Do you have a plan for winning an election under those circumstances? Because short of a repeat of the Civil War, nobody wants. The only other means I know of to stop these persecutions and worse in the future is to win the next election. So you need Trump or somebody friendly to his base to win that next election. Otherwise, there are real odds that Donald Trump will face the rest of his natural life in prison. And so will more of us for what we believe. I said that 43 days ago. Yes. Is that even more true today than it was then? Number two. Furthermore, what is your plan to win the presidency if Trump is under house arrest or even in federal prison? Are you thinking of ways to sympathetically message that to independents who have soured on Trump and his candidacy in the last few elections? Did you notice? Did you notice after after DeSantis had that had that balls out interview on Fox? All the technocrats like Larry Sabato came out of the woodwork to say, oh, well, maybe Mr. Trump can win the election. Maybe his electoral chances are better than we thought. Did you notice that? Not a coincidence. They're baiting you. All those, all those people, once Trump's the nominee, will turn right around and say, can't, can't win, no chance, and declare him a criminal. That's the game. The question is, are we going to step on rakes now? Because as Aaron said, we're thinking emotionally. So furthermore, what's the plan then to win if Trump is under house arrest or federal prison? Are you thinking of ways to sympathetically message that to independents who have soured on Trump and his candidates the last few elections? Trump's rallies are perhaps his biggest political asset. But what if he's lawfully unable to continue those because he's under some form of incarceration? He's bound. So what's the alternative plan? Is that relevant more than it was 43 days ago? Yeah. Number three. Have you game theorized what to do from a lawfare perspective? We know Democrats often do things that are knowingly unconstitutional, you know, like criminalized political speech, and just wait to see if we get the courts to overrule them. Thus, what if blue secretaries of state try to deny Trump ballot access to acquire the required delegates they for the domination? Do that, Steve. No, no. More likely, what if after he's the nominee, enough blue secretaries of states try to remove his ballot access so it's virtually impossible to get to 270 electoral college votes? Let me give you a few states. Arizona, Michigan, Nevada, Wisconsin. All have blue secretaries of state. You got to have to win three of them to get to 270. Can't get there. Can't get to 270 without winning three of those four. Have to win three of them. Unless you think you're going to win Pennsylvania, the the white whale of the Republican Party for 35 years, right? So you can win Pennsylvania. Any history of stealing elections there? A little bit. Their elections are known to be on the up and up, right? Right. Right. So you can put all your eggs in the, we're going to win the state of Kermit Gosnell and John Fetterman finally again and blackened and painted boarded up windows and we count votes for a week or you got to win three of these four that those are those are your only two paths to 270 that's it whether whether the nominee is donald trump ron DeSantis, ip freely buster hyman it doesn't matter 
The only way that candidate's getting to 270 is they have to win Pennsylvania or they have to win three of these four. Period. End of sentence. Math is not hard. It's just math. And it doesn't change for you. And it doesn't care about your feelings. It doesn't care about your polls. It doesn't care about your narrative. doesn't care about your clicks. doesn't care about petting you. It's just math. That's the math. Have to win Pennsylvania or you got to win three of these four. That's the math. And all four of those have blue states, uh, have blue secretaries of state. Trump won three of those states in 2016. That's how he got the presidency. So what if they just decide? And, and by the way, you've got to go through more layers to get that in the Supreme Court. Because that's a state issue. They determine ballot access and, and what, who gets on the ballot in their own state. That's what we learned in the Florida recount, right? We had to go through the Florida criminal, the Florida civil court system. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And, we had to, and that went on for how long? Weeks. That went on. The election was the first Tuesday in November. We were getting ready for Christmas parties by the time that thing was finally resolved at the Supreme Court. College football bowl games were getting, getting played. People forget this. And so individual states just decide we're taking him off the ballot. He's a convicted felon. He's an indicted insurrectionist. You shouldn't get to vote for him. And so we immediately come in to sue. We got to work our way through the court system there. So what's the plan for that? Is that is that more relevant today than it was 43 days ago? There's got to be a crack in hiding somewhere. We're going to unleash Steve. Indeed. What assurances do we have that Trump will not cut a deal for himself at the last second to avoid prison time, which may include him leaving the race at the last minute? This would throw Republicans into chaos with little time to muster a critical mass behind an alternative, all but ensuring defeat. Looking at the potential timetable for these cases, it is quite possible they don't get resolution till close to Election Day. Would Trump consider a mutual pledge? that the RNC agrees not to ban nominating a candidate under indictment or arrest, provided Trump agrees, in turn, not to agree to a plea deal that would end his candidacy. Let me put a finer point on this. If Trump is asking Republicans to risk nominating a candidate who could be in prison on Election Day 2024, isn't it fair for him to therefore pledge that he would rather go to prison than cut a plea deal that ends his candidacy? Is that more relevant today than it was 43 days ago? It would appear so. And yet, here's the thing. I see a lot of tweets today. Ron DeSantis has to say this, didn't say that. No one's ever, did anybody come out today and say, hey, Mr. Trump, can, can you hire good lawyers? Can you promise us you're going all the way to the end? You're, you're the ride or die? Notice there's never, no expectations are ever placed on Trump. A lot of people who are real silent when Trump sent um, a few black Republicans to try to call Ron DeSantis a racist last week, awful silent. Got an awful lot to say today about what Ron DeSantis has to do for a rival candidate. He already offered the guy extradition protection. He turned around the next day, turned himself in. Turned himself in. I mean, at some point, you had to give Ron DeSantis room to be a guy. When you stick your neck out for another dude and he pulls you like that, you that anxious to do it again? Probably not. After fighting back against his own administration to keep his state open. Yes. Now, that all being said, on substance, I probably actually agree that he should be pledging these things. But we're not dealing with robots, we're dealing with humans. I mean, if Ron DeSantis is just that eager to roll over and just debase himself for whatever Trump needs, then maybe he's not the guy, on the other hand, that we think he is at the same time, right? There's a balance there. But here's the balance. Hold Ron DeSantis to that standard. I'm all for it. Why doesn't Mr. Trump get held to the same standard? Mr. Trump, is it too much to ask to not hire a Chinese lobbyist to run your campaign? Fair question. Yes. Yeah. 
Does he get asked? Not no. to my knowledge. And so we have to ask why. Why? A lot of talk about how annoying DeSantis' social media following is. And hey, I'm annoyed by it at times, and I said so last week, right? Yeah. A lot of those same people don't have anything to say about Laura Loomer and Alex Brusewitz and all these other paid grifters that are absolute knuckle-dragging insane. I see, I, see, I see stuff from people where I have gone to their states and done more to organize the conservatives in their states than they have. Out there saying, do this, he's got to do that, do this, do that. What does Mr. Trump have to do? What, what, what is he responsible for? So the answer is to put my kids' futures in the hands of someone under an incredible, an incredible amount of legal strength that is going to cost, cause him to liquidate assets to pay legal bills. Without asking, in, without in return getting anything. I do not apologize for loving my children more than any politician. I don't. Their futures matter more to me than Donald Trump's. That is not to say what happens to Donald Trump does not matter to me. It does. Because I know this is happening to him because of stuff he's done for people like me, like overturn Roe versus Wade. But in the end of the day, when this all ends, one way or the other, more than likely, he's wearing an ankle bracelet at Mar-a-Lago playing golf the last few years of his life. My kids and grandkids and yours are the ones that will deal with the 30, 40 year ramifications, provided we even have that amount of time left, will deal with the 30 to 40 year ramifications of allowing Gavin Dushsome, Big Mike, whoever the hell is the maestro Svengali controlling Joe Biden, appoint Anthony uh, or, or Clarence Thomas and, Tom, and, and Samuel Alito's successors and tilting the court back the other way. 460 days from today, the election will take place. And all this, dig it in my heels, all will, it, it will feel great for the next 460 days. But when you wake up on day 461 and reality slaps you in the face, punches you in the throat, and in the next four years, you're, you're not even sure your electric car will start unless you pay the proper homage and tribute to the spirit of the age. You're not going to look back on this time period at all and think, man, that was a ton of fun. We have to do something Mr. Trump rarely does, and frankly, we rarely do. Think this through, logically. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do something next hour. We're going to move by the entirety of buy, sell, or hold to overtime. Because I am going to say something to you next hour. I did not plan to say publicly, but I have said to Todd and Aaron privately. Because I think it is fair to hold myself to the same standard that I'm asking we hold others to. And I don't think it is right for me to sit here and demand that people truly show their cards before we trust them if I'm not willing to do the same thing. Of course. So I'm going to. I'm going to give you a level of honesty next hour that will probably make numerous people uncomfortable. But you deserve it because the moment calls for it. Stay tuned.
All right, back here with Hour 2, live and on demand, and we'll see at the end how much in demand we still are here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Totters, and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. That's Steve at SteveDace.com. D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, me, we, and Gab. Follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter, Gitter, Instagram. And TikTok, you can also find me over on Truth Social at Real Steve Dace there. Those of you that listen to the podcast, thank you very much. Thank you even more if you've left us a five-star review. We are one of the only top 200 shows in all of news news and political podcasting in the country. That is right of center, whose average user rating is 4.9 out of 5. That's, That's incredible, especially given how difficult of a lesson we can be at times like today for example so thank you guys very much we really appreciate that please keep those five-star reviews coming and uh, also thank you to all of you that hit subscribe or follow because that'll help you too every new episode that we do will immediately show up in your feed if you will do that so thank you Uh, this part of the show and what i'm about to lay out for you will be one of the dumbest or most compelling things i've ever said in the history of my career or at least what's left of it so we're going to find out together here in a moment okay I mean, you know what's coming. So is that a fair characterization? Sure. Yeah. Okay. We've been down this road before. I'm confident. Okay. Confident it's dumb or compelling. Not confident which one it'll be. Yes. Um, MD hearing aids. It, first of all, put me on your list. 70% chance I'm coming to you guys. <laughs> all right. Because they told me on Monday, 30% chance when the steroids are done, I will have full hearing back. 70% chance they'll get it back enough that I could wear one of your hearing aids. Now, my stepdad, Jim, he loves these. I mean, uh, he had somebody took a pair at, of his at his old job, and he got them back this week. We got him another pair. And I mean, it's, you know, he's like Archimedes running through the streets naked shouting Eureka. And that's how much he loves his uh, MD hearing aid. Uh, they cost over 90% less than clinic hearing aids. And on top of that, they even recently cut their price in half all the more. So don't suffer in silence anymore. Take control of your hearing. Join thousands of others choosing MD hearing aids. Right now, you can um, use the promo code Steve to get their new buy one and get another one for $149.99 each when you buy a pair. Plus, get a free extra charging case. Plus, a free extra charging case as well. Take advantage of this offer. At MD, like medical doctor, MDHearing.com. Use the promo code Steve, MDHearing.com. Promo code Steve, MDHearing.com. Okay. One of the things I've always told you guys is I will be as honest with you as I can, provided it doesn't violate a third-party confidence. And what I'm about to say will not, but it... It's a level of bluntness even for me that may be shocking for some of you. But I I want you to understand. Because I see in my feed, you're just doing this to promote Ron DeSantis. No. Folks, I promoted Ron DeSantis because I thought this day was coming. And I was right. And... I didn't want us to be stuck with Tim Scott, Mike Pence, and guys who think eating meat is immoral. Yesterday, Tim Pool, who again, I'm very grateful for, probably gave me 
maybe the largest platform I've ever had access to in terms of reaching an audience. We don't, I mean, Glenn has a bigger platform, but Glenn has a bigger platform of a lot of the kinds of people we already reach. He just has more wattage. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Tim gave me an opportunity to break into an audience that probably wouldn't typically know who I am or find us. And so I will be forever grateful to that. Plus, I really enjoyed hanging around his compound during the day. It's just a very interesting peak millennial vibe. Okay. Um, it's like very technocrat and then like very casual and bro dude at the same time. <laughs> All right. Yesterday, he tweeted out after the indictment came down, we are in a civil war. And I saw some people, including a couple of prominent DeSantis influencers, because Tim has been critical of DeSantis. And I don't agree. Tim has called for the firing of Christina Pushaw, who I happen to think is the best messaging operative I've ever seen. I don't agree with that either. Nevertheless, what Tim tweeted is true, despite people on the, on, amongst DeSantis social media influencers criticizing him. We are in a civil war. Here's We've been the saying thing, that though. before COVID. Yes, yes, too. Yes, yes. This was true before yesterday. Mm -hmm. This has been true for several years. We have used the term cold civil war on this show countless times the last few years. When I use these kinds of terms, I, I don't, it's not a rhetorical flourish, as Todd says. I mean it. Doesn't mean I'm right, but I mean it. We are in a civil war. Just a different variation of it that thankfully hasn't turned hot yet. And by God's grace, I'm doing everything I can to avoid it happening. I was speaking at a Bible conference here in Iowa yesterday, and I, I mentioned to them what I believe is spiritually happening in the country is the devil has gone over to the left and said, let the freak flag fly. Drop your, drop your, drop your skivvies and, and twerk to the children in the streets and put it on the internet. No holds barred, no restraints, don't worry about any blowback. And then he's come to the right and said, you don't count. You have no agency. Your votes don't matter. Maybe, the, you know, at some point you're going to need to bring out those 400 million guns, don't you think? To stop those guys over there on the left? Because he doesn't like to get... He, the people on the left, our opponents, are also his enemies. He hates them too. Because they were made in the image of Christ too. Because Christ died on the cross for them too. And such as once were some of us, right? Mm -hmm. they're, 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 when they get to hell, they're not going to get like in the lukewarm wing. Hey, you guys were especially depraved and useful. So we're only going to, you know, we're shoving the, the pineapple up Hitler's ass every day, like in the little Nicky movie. We're only going to do that to you Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays because you were especially useful to us. No, it's actually the other way around. If anything, they'll torment them more because they were the mark just to troll them, to mock them. And then once... Each side has been provoked to go to its ultimate extreme, its most logical conclusion. I mean, the most logical conclusion of ye be like God is, therefore, I can just make up anything I want. That's, that's their premise, yes. right? The most logical conclusion of the, the American Revolution is, it says it right in the Declaration, there comes a point in time where you've got to just throw the shackles of that government off. I mean, what did Jefferson say? The tree of liberty is refreshed by what? The blood of the blood of, the blood of That's right. Where does that uh, uh, is that a blood drive? Where did the blood come from? Right. Yes. And so he is he is provoking both sides to their most logical conclusions, 
And you know what he's going to do when, 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 he is, when we have each arrived at our destinations? Homer gif himself back into the bushes, Pontius Pilate himself, wipe his hands of it and say, my work here is done. Commence o festival. That, I believe, is the plan. And that's what I'm trying to stop. With every platform I have, every voice I have, every gift God gave me, every, every person I can reach, I'm trying to stop us from getting there. That is a black pill. That is not the stuff of revival. That's the last days of a republic. And so because I see it this way, I, I don't see the personalities we're talking about as partners, brothers, or friends. It's not personal to me. The only thing that's personal to me is I want to save America for our children and grandkids. That's it. That, that, that's the only thing that's personal to me. Why? Because other than the church, and it's a distant second, don't get me wrong, but other than the church itself, there has been no greater force for light and goodness in this world over the last three centuries than the United States of America has been, despite all of our well-documented imperfections. And I'm not sure where else we would have to go. Now, I'll say this. I'm not an idolater. If this, if this is our end, is it not, would God not be holy and justified in calling it so? Yes. Would we not be deserving of such an end? We would. We would. And so the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. We bless the name of the Lord nevertheless. Whether the Lord revives or whether he judges, he is a good father. Amen? Amen. Amen. We trust his righteous judgment in either case. But that's not the same as just sitting back and letting it happen. And now we don't even, we act as if we are actually moving God and creating a self-fulfilling prophecy with our own passivity in the face of evil. Right. That's a different calculus. Right? Yes, and it's one that a lot of people do not understand. Yes. That's the only thing that's personal to me is I want our kids and grandkids to enjoy the kinds of things, the silly things, like being at Walmart yesterday and seeing my first pumpkin spice t-shirt and first pumpkin shirt. Almost nowhere else in the world do you get to take stuff like that for granted. Like almost nowhere else in the world in human history have you been able to take stuff like that for granted unless you were the elite of the elite in a very elite society. We get to do that here. I want our kids and grandkids to experience that too. That's the only thing that's personal to me. I don't know Ron DeSantis. It's not personal to me. Over the course of this long campaign in Iowa, I'm sure him and I will be around each other more, and I will get to know him more. It won't, it won't matter to me. I knew Ted Cruz much better. I love Ted Cruz to death. I lost my mind at him just apologizing to Ben Carson over and over again. Why? Because I, I don't like Ted Cruz. It's personal. No. But because this was going to stop him from being what I, the kind of leader I thought that he could be and we needed. Here's why. I believe we are actually in a civil war. And we need to look at the battlefield like a general would. The irony of warfare is that you actually save more lives 
not by not by baking into the calculus your fear of losing too many. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if you do that, it's a little bit like in, in the NFL, they'll tell you, I get hurt more not going full speed. Because if the other guy's going full speed that I'm up against, and I'm out there dogging it, I'm more vulnerable on the field to play to him. On the other hand, if I'm going full speed and he's going full speed, now momentum meets momentum, and we can cancel each other out. But if I'm half-assing it out there, you get injured more often doing that. Same thing on the battlefield. We are up against enemies playing an end game. This is an existential game of risk. And right now, guys, we're like Madagascar. If you've ever played Risk before, we're the little island, what's left of us, we're this island on the corner of the map. And all the rest of the map are normies who don't know what time it is and don't want to know and already conquered. And we're like this ragtag outpost. Now, my history and my worldview says that's a good spot to be. That's 56 men in Philadelphia on a summer day signing a declaration. That's 110 saints, you know, getting the, 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 the spirit of the Lord on Pentecost up against the whole Roman Empire. I like those odds, provided we are willing to be those kinds of people again. Oh. And that's where we get to the oh-oh. Politically. Donald Trump is a spent force. If I, I'm a general, I'll even give you a specific general. I'm Patton. I'm in a war room and I'm surveying North a- the, the, North, the key North African front in World War II. And I have a tank division that has been superior throughout most of the war. But because they've been superior, they have been on the front lines of the war and receiving more enemy fire as a result, right? Yeah. Casualties within that unit are high. Supply chains within that unit are low. But I have to win this front. If I don't win this front, we cannot win the war. If we do not defeat the southern front of the Nazis, you will not be able to invade the northern front a year later on D-Day. We have to win this front. So we have to take Italy off the board so that Germany is now isolated. We have to win. So I have this tank division. We'll even call it the Trump division. I have this tank division called the Trump division. It has taken great fire. It's won some great battles. But it is decimated because of the collateral damage. Now, I could be loyal to the Trump division and keep putting them up there against Ramos forces. Sure to lose. Because I just really appreciate how much they fought for me before. Would that be a good general? No. No. I've got this other division over here called the DeSantis division. It has fought some major fights, but it has not faced the level of fire of this other one up here. So it's healthier. It's better equipped. It's more supplied. It's fresher. And I sort of reset the the battle clock. I move one division out. I put another division in. Why? Because all I care about is winning the war. War is a pass-fail exercise. Survive or die. There's not at the end... Well, what about, the, what about the part where you weren't fair? 
What? Well, what, what about the part where we, 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 we tweeted a million times and truthed a million times? Witch hunt. No? Okay. It's a war. Do we believe it's a war? I do. Ron DeSantis represents to me, at this point, nothing more than a piece we need to move on the board. This isn't personal. <laughs> all the incentive for me is actually on the Trump side. That's where all the money is. That's where all the acclaim is. You want to know the real reason? I'll just say it. Why not? You want to know the real reason why Sound of Freedom is going to make $100 million and we're not going to do that with Nefarious? Because Donald Trump's orbit embraced that movie fully. He even saw it himself. And that didn't happen with Nefarious. That is why. It's a time for honesty. All the incentive for me, and I tell you that so you understand, there is no money to be made in what I am proposing. That's why none of my other colleagues will propose it. There's no career advancement. I gain nothing. There's no long line of people lining up saying, all right, finally, at some point, maybe Dace endorses DeSantis and, and we open the coffers. No such incentive exists. All the incentive is, is to keep throwing the Trump division out there on the battlefront to get shot to hell and lose. I'm gaining nothing from this. Less than nothing. I'm losing friends. I'm losing money. I'm not paying back investors. I'm leaving money on the table. I don't get asked. I'm not on any team. I don't get to the major conferences. Name someone with a more significant platform than me that is more involved, less involved in the mainstream of conservative ink than I am. You won't find them. This is gaining me nothing. Nothing. And I don't care. That's not a whine. I'm just telling you that so you understand my motivations. It's a war. We have to win. This unit is shot to hell. It's expired. Put another unit in there that can fight. Reset the clock. That's my entire argument. I'm asking a guy who's 45 years old with three small children to put himself into the frickin' ringer and blender of the, of the forces launching sulfur bombs to end Western civilization. In what universe is that like a, a nice thing, a profitable thing? Do you know what? <laughs> I don't understand that. It's the opposite of what you claim. Because if he's not in the race right now, we don't have anybody else to put in. They're just going to sit there and shoot Trump to hell all the more. And who's advising Trump? Laura Loomer? Roger Stone? Who? Who's, 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 who's that Patton's Omar Bradley? Who, do you know? We have to win. It's not about any names. It's about our future. We have to win. I can't make it any more blunt than that. I am sure Ron DeSantis is a swell guy. Lots of people I know and I like like him. Lots of people I know and I like like Donald Trump. I don't care. I don't care. 
or I'll never care more than we have to win. If we don't, our children and grandchildren will curse us. There is no incentive for me to tell you this. All the incentive is the other way. I will gain nothing from this. There will not be all kinds of bookings on social media and cable news for me. Maybe you've noticed some people with real large platforms that I'm friends with that used to have me on aren't having me on right now. Maybe you've noticed this. We have a war. We have a division called Trump that has been shot to hell and it's cornered. If we let him just sit there and play it out, they're all going to die and we will lose this front. Call the other division whatever the hell you want. I don't care. Polka dots. I don't care. Everybody loves a good polka division. Spam is good food division. I don't care. This is just cold-blooded calculus to me. Ron DeSantis is a valuable asset that on, a, on smaller fronts has shown an ability as a division to wreak casualties on the um, enemy. And I need a unit right now whose tanks aren't on their last lap, whose guys aren't sitting there limping, on, limping onto the front lines. I need a refresh. I need, a, I need reinforcements. We have to win. It's not personal to me at all. I'm getting nothing from this. Nobody associated with Ron DeSantis has ever offered me anything, and I wouldn't take it anyway. Because that, and that'd be about the worst damn thing to do if you actually wanted my support would be to do that. There's no incentive for me here. I'm gaining no friends. I'm earning no extra money. I'm not making my life easier, my job easier. Your jobs easy, any, aren't getting any easier me doing this. So why am I doing it? Because I, we have to win. And if somebody has a better idea of how to win, I posted this morning on my Facebook page much of what I started the show off with today. First post I saw, not the first post on the page, but the first post that I saw was a guy saying, well, I just don't think there's enough people to vote for Ron DeSantis, so it looks like it's going to be Trump. I'm like, my friend, head met desk, head, if you remember nothing else, I have said this whole show, remember this right here. Look right in the camera and listen to me. You aren't going to get to vote for Donald Trump. You aren't going to get to vote for Donald Trump. We're in the end game now, Tony. This is an assassination. They stole the last election retroactively. They're going to steal this one preemptively. You aren't going to get to vote for Donald Trump. That's the point. This isn't about calling out the steal of the 2020 election. This is about getting to steal the 2024 election. For goodness sakes, we're over here quoting polls. They are launching sulfur cluster bombs from the bowels of hell, and we are quoting polls. We are tweeting, cross the Rubicon 666 times. While the people we elected in the majority in this last Congress, in this last election, these Republicans are on break right now instead of defunding the Department of Justice doing this to us. And we're quoting polls. You're not going to get to vote for Donald Trump. 
and you need to accept that right now on August 2nd. Ain't happening. That's why they're doing this. They're not going to even take a chance. Can't run the same game plan back at you they did the last time. So here's a new one on y'all. We made halftime adjustments. We just assassinate your guy before we even get there. How you like them apples? We need to up our game. Think. Think. A lot of talk about know what time it is. From people, frankly, I don't think know what time it is. They just say this because it's good for business. What I'm telling you right now, not good for business. But it is good for any chance we have of winning this damn thing. Because that's all I care about. Winning. Nothing more. Nothing less. Winning. I don't care. Winning. I don't care if Donald Trump or Pope John Paul overturns Roe v. Wade. I don't give a shit. I don't care. Win. That's all I care about. I don't care if Donald Trump's division is shot to hell or Ron DeSantis's is. I don't care. But whatever division is up there that is able to fight and win the war, that's all I care about. Win. Think Dwight Eisenhower knew the names of every soldier he sent to their deaths on the, on the, on the beaches of northern France that morning in June? Probably didn't know almost any of their names. They were assets. Valuable assets in a war we had to win. Now, if we are not capable of playing for those stakes, then let's just, you know, let's just find out now. I'll give you what you want. I'll give you the click servitism you want. I'll make, I'll, I'll make as much money as I can, because frankly, I'm better at this than a lot of people making a lot, less, a lot more money than me. So I'll make more money. I'll tell you what you want. I'll bank as much of that money and, give it, and, and, and try to sock it away in things like gold for my kids as much as I can to give them some chance, some running start of what is coming. Just please tell me this now, and I'll stop wasting my time that we could ever actually begin adulting. Because if we are not able to have conversations at this level, we're doomed. We're, we're, and we're the cucks. We're the baddies now. We're the cucks now. And that's as brutally honest as I could possibly be. Todd. I just want to quickly take everybody back to Aaron's montage to try to help you reset. If you're just, if you heard that and you just, you're, you're, you're in a moment of pause, you've been hit, you're a little, you're a little dumbfounded, but what do I, what do I do with that? A lot of the same kind of tendencies are in the back, back the blue environment on the conservative side as in the support Trump side. What you saw, though, is cops show up to a sidewalk where young men were preaching the Bible. And what, on the other side of that, there are groomers and there are transvestites. They're right there. It's not imaginary. And the cops look like they're enjoying the fact that they're going to arrest these kids. Where's all the back the blue then? I've told you many, many times before that the, the, the cops, they're the form of government with the guns and the sticks. We need to hold everybody accountable to a standard worth believing in. That's what Steve is trying to tell you. No one is above this reality. No one. If, you're, if you think you are, it's fake. And Steve's telling you, and I believe it. It's fake to simply acknowledge to not acknowledge that you are going to lose the battlefield called your life 
if you do not wise up, the people that are doing this to Trump are going to do it to you. They love it at a demonic level. You have an alternative. I've told you that last week. Consider for once the honest option of taking it. We better wake the hell up. If we don't, that's going to be hell waking you up one morning. That's what we're playing for here. Hell yeah, they're going to do that to you. They did that to Trump. They did that to his supporters on January 6th. They will do that to you. Don't think anything otherwise. If we don't wake up, wise up to the reality of the situation, hell will be waking us up one morning. I guarantee that. I, I just want to win. And to me, the win is not. I get a bigger house. I'm making a nice living now. I'm very thankful for that. And it's the perfect amount of money, actually. Amy and I were having this talk yesterday on the road home. Perfect amount of money. Enough money that we can help our kids when they need it. Put money away. Not be a burden in our retirement years. But not so much that it tempts us to be scared of losing it at the same time. You know, We're in a nice spot. That's not winning for me. Winning for me is that our kids and grandkids have a fighting chance at this thing called America. That's winning to me. So I've been raving about Miracle Made sheets, but man, they really got put to the test here in July with the uh, record heat we had around the country, including here in the Midwest and absolutely held up passed with flying colors their self-cooling properties using nasa inspired silver infused fabrics that uh, help with thermoregulating designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long this is the this is going to be the first summer ever that i didn't have to run the ceiling fan for added coolness at night while we were sleeping even with the ac on didn't turn it on one time all summer long and I won't because there's no way we're going to have hotter weather than we had like a couple weeks ago. So if it made it through that, then I don't need to do that. In fact, the time I tried to do it, it made me so cold I had to turn it off because of how effective these sheets are. They're also self-cleaning. That exact same silver helps to prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growths in your sheets. So no more gross odors either. And, and let me not bury the lead here. They're very comfortable. It's not, you know. Who knows? Maybe you can find some NASA-inspired aluminum foil that'll do the same thing, right? I'm not sure sleeping on aluminum foil is all that comfortable, right? Okay. Um, no, I mean, they're, they're, they have luxurious comfort. They're just awesome. They're absolutely awesome. You can try them right now at trymiracle.com slash dace. Miracle is so confident in this product. 30-day money-back guarantee if you're not 100% satisfied. And they're so confident, they offer it to you right now. If you go to trymiracle.com slash Dace, if you order there today, you'll save over 40%. And then if you throw in my promo code Dace at checkout, you'll get three additional free towels and save an extra 20%. I mean, they're almost practically giving this stuff away. Why? Because you're going to come back for more. Because this stuff's really good. Trymiracle.com slash Dace. That's trymiracle.com slash Dace. They just came to my house yesterday. Your sales pitch seduced my wife. She's in. Then I can't wait to hear what uh, the Urzans have to say. They're, they're dynamite, brother. They're absolutely dynamite. So, 
All right, let's get to the weekly profit of woe and lamentation. I don't know how much you had a chance to hear the show today, Daniel. I don't really have any questions or anything to ask. You know, I'm a spent force right now, man. I, I left, I've left it all out on the field, brother. I got nothing. I'm like Kellen Winslow coming off the field in the 81 and AFC divisional playoff, man. Guys are carrying me off the field. I left it all out on the field, man. So the mic is hot. It's open. It's yours. Say whatever you want. Well, Steve, I mean, the mic is always hot, but it's funny. I was just thinking this camera, it's the first time in two weeks I've stood in front of it. And that was the last time I was on your show. That's the first time in years it's been that way. The only show I'm doing is yours. And there's a reason for it. Mm -hmm. So you talk about a spent force. <laughs> uh, you, you have nothing on me, Steve. Here's here's what it, why I'm spent. Um, and, and my audience hears it in my voice. And you are on the sh my show last Wednesday. We kind of flipped the s scripts. And I'd encourage people to listen to my Wednesday show with you, where we talk about what is going on now with Metatwamp. There's nothing new. It, it was always the fact that our people would focus on the latest top line name ID flavor of GOP, G-O-P-E-E. -E. Um, not Democrat, not the media, but the media, but the Democrats. It just the difference is now we're out of time. Now we cannot afford the same subversion. I need to earn a living. There is something that I find soul crushing about working with a group of people who so emphatically state a certain set of beliefs and, and, and exactly the way you and I do life, liberty and property. It's all on the line. They're going to lock us up. They're going to criminalize our speech. Heck, they criminalized our breathing, our innate our ability to lie in locomotion. You, you weren't allowed to do it without affirmatively taking an action to your breathing holes. Somehow that didn't elicit any trouble. And in 80, 20, you know, red counties, they, they still listened to that, which was kind of interesting. We still don't have a reckoning on that. But we could talk about the 10 existential things. There was never a reckoning. Mm -hmm. We are dealt a very weak hand now because we have a very serious problem, right? I mean, they are literally saying, it's not about Trump. I agree with all of that. They are coming for you. They have come for us. They have locked people up for 20 months pre-trial for simply walking into the Capitol based on that they have an F Biden sign in their lawn. That, that is a reason they would hold people pre-trial or an enhance sentencing. Or like there was one person I just saw today only got four years because he didn't have a social media profile. That, that's what the judge said. So he's low level. So only four years did not commit any violence, any, anything. But now we're told, Mittetwamp. So this is the Waterloo of our colleagues, because this is the one thing they do care about. It's not our government engaging in human trafficking against our people. It's not our government poisoning millions of people every freaking day. And by the way, it's going on now with the birth rates. That is, a, that is the long-term uh, October surprise there. Grooming a quarter of our people into thinking that they're the opposite sex. Literally making it, including in red states, that you will not have the ability to live the lifestyle of your, your parents and grandparents. You will eat the bugs. You will own nothing. You will live in the 15-minute cities, and they're succeeding. I talk about Ron DeSantis maybe 5-10% of, of my time in my columns, as you well see. I've covered econ, energy, border, the tranny stuff, medical freedom, the strategies, the leverage points, state, federal, 
primaries. We're talking about the Mississippi lieutenant governor primary today with Chris McDaniel there. So I'm not a one-trick pony. In fact, I'm the only one who isn't. And I found for years, nobody is there when it matters. So, see, you, you've asked a bunch of questions. I heard some of your monologue. What is their endgame? What is their plan? Now, the biggest answer I get is that, you know what? They're going to rig it anyway. Okay. So I can understand if their plan was, look, the federal government is irremediably broken. You can't share a country with these people. Uh, it's too powerful. We're coming a day late, a dollar short. So therefore, my landing place is I will make every red state DeSantis plus, And that will be a refuge for me to interpose against this tyranny. And we will make them as red as the blue states are blue. And we will focus on that. And we give up on the federal system, but we have a place of refuge. Except, Steve, there's a problem. Every governor is a piece of crap. Because these same people refuse to get involved. They refuse to put pressure on Christy Nome with the landowner uh, grab. You know, try that in a small town. Yeah, they already did try that in a small town, and they get away with it to this day. These same people. Oh, maybe we have a budget fight, right? Why, why aren't they calling for that? If, if it is a winning issue, if, if, if they believe that Trump himself is a winning enough persona with independent voters that he himself could win, so certainly a defund fight over targeting political speech should be winnable, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's, that's pretty reasonable. That meaning, is the only meaning, way to stop it. Meaning now. having the Republican majority we just elected, instead of being on six weeks of vacation, defunding the very Department of Justice trying to yep. proverbially assassinate Donald Trump in broad daylight right now. Yep. Yeah. Remember, in order to get impeachment, you need the Senate to agree. They will not get more than 20 votes in the Senate. You'll have an 80-20 vote to acquit, and they will get crushed politically for that. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm just That's what's going to happen. Whereas with a budget, they need the House to fund their stuff. You have a default leverage point that you get nothing unless you get our provision. That is the stand. We are told we've crossed the Rubicon. It's a banana republic. You can't move on from this. Now, I believe that's true, but it was true about 10 other things, too, that affected all of us, including the political targeting, by the way. But if this is their issue, why are they not calling for defund? Why is Trump not calling for it? Oh, well, Kevin McCarthy won't do it. Well, why do we have Kevin McCarthy? Oh, that's right. The same people who said, Steve, what is your plan? What is the plan? Remember that? What is the plan with McCarthy? And it was actually mm-hmm. very simple what the plan was. Oh, but you're taking too much time, legislative time, to have all this squabbling. It's funny because they were out 35% of the time so far, and now they're out for six weeks. Remember that. Why are we stuck with a 90-10 leftist Senate? You know why? Because none of these guys joined us. None of these guys will put pressure on all these schmucks who voted to mandate gay marriage, who voted for Ukraine, all this stuff. There's a morning consult poll out that all these guys have like a net positive 40. All the worst, all the worst liberty scores are the most popular senators. Yeah, that is the legacy of our colleagues refusing to make the case against us. Trump is nothing new. The fact that he screwed us on 100 issues and personnel choices and none of our base really realizes that. Honestly, you know, like you always say, at least he did a couple of good things so you could you could excuse it. What the hell is with 
Hoven and Thune and Rounds and Barrasso and all these guys. It's the same thing. The party has not changed. And Trump is a part of that. He endorsed McCarthy, endorsed McDaniel. Stop and think about what you're saying. Just like he could have put a capable attorney who was loyal to him, he could have put a capable attorney as head of the RNC last year. He chose, or this year, he chose not to. But to, keep Ronna, but to keep Ronna McDaniel there because she was paying his legal bills. He could have drained the swamp. He chose not to. Now it's going to drain yeah. him. He could have locked yeah. her up. He chose not to. Now it's going to lock him up. Right. He yes, could so be he, he could he could be demanding that Kevin McCarthy, who only is speaker because of him, put all of his political capital on the line to stop the funding of this DOJ, cut off their supply lines, turn the power off. And you can't do this to my guy. You're not assassinating my yep. guy in real time. His own freedom, his ability to live the rest of his natural life as a free man is at stake. And he still won't do this. Why? He still won't do it. And, and and the irony is, and I talked about this yesterday on my show, do you know the, the government is working with the cartels to smuggle in the illegals and defeat Texas's border security? So much to the point that even the Spanish-speaking migrants who were talking to Todd Benzman through an interpreter, they knew the English word of brown uniform versus green uniform. Brown is Texas, green is CBP, the Fed, federal guys. They are flying in by the thousands upon thousands to the airports, and they're not counted in the border numbers because it's not the southwest border. So um, flying people in for an admission program that was never passed by Congress. We've been lawless like anything. That issue is an 80-20 issue, by the way. I mean, I would rather have a funding fight over that. I'd rather have it over the balls cutting, over the poison poke, right? I mean, don't shoot the messenger. This is the pro See, I wish tr the Trump people were making this up. It is a big problem, the, the targeting. But it, it's not my problem that he takes our steak, chews on it, pisses on it, throws up on it, and then uh, throws it out and says, hey, go eat it, buddy. You know, he's not popular. He makes our issues unpopular. So we are dealt a weak hand. These are all all the points we have. Also, I laid out some points with red states charging the left on uh, Biden administration officials on conspiracy to human smuggle, charge them on fraud, the same fraud, misinformation on the poison poke, which actually is a provision that they passed designed to go after our doctors. We could use it on them because they're the FDA is still marketing the shot as a sterilizing vaccine. Do things like that. But short of that, what is the solution? See, Steve, I, I could understand if we had forget about DeSantis because he's he's a dirtbag. He's worse than Mitt Romney. Um, but but we had Donald Trump's and Carrie Lake's in every governor type of position in every super red state. All right. So we, we legitimately we changed the party. We lost the general country. We're going to lose it anyway. We have a place to go. We don't. They're just as bad as they were before. And a lot of it is because. He elicited such blowback from the left and organized them and then put in his own shallow state to facilitate it, endorsed against every one of our people, including preemptively our ability to to, to get out McConnell in 2020, endorsed McCarthy, endorsed every piece of crap governor from Greg Abbott to Kay Ivey. So, yeah, we're stuck with this hand. So there's not much we can do that they have all this power. Defund is the only immediate fight. Now, there's another one in the long run, but I think they're going to lock up Trump before January 20, 2025. 
it's supporting a certain person you're not allowed to mention. But, you know, that's too divisive, Steve. We need to show unity. So what I'm saying is, what better way to unify? What other way than behind a defund fight? Now, you can't come back haphazard three days before the deadline, September 30th. Build it. Biden's on the beach with his shirt off. You got, um, you know, Senate Democrats are traveling to Ukraine. You have the House Republicans command the uniform attention of the country. Build the case. If it's that winnable, build it, pass a DOJ appropriation bill, defunding it and uh, providing that all other politically targeted prosecutions, the defendant could file a motion to take the trial to their home jurisdiction. Pass it because the Senate Democrats don't have the ability to pass. You need 60 votes, jam them and say, this is our bill. We will stand behind it. This is it. Anything short of that is BS. It's a great place to leave it, my friend. You emptied the tank as well. Thank you, Daniel. See you later. See you, brother. All right, gentlemen, you have two minutes. And you guys get the last word here. Floor is yours. Well, uh, both of you have talked about our industry, our colleagues, what we're for. There's no, there's no question. It's a blessing to do the kind of job that we do. It's, it's you know, not going down a mine shaft with the flashlight kind of sentimentality. Um, but really, uh, all of us need to look ourselves in the mirror. And do we, if this is merely a paycheck and entertainment to you, not only are you worth having it any longer while you're watching everything go on, but as Daniel just, you're actually part of the problem you you are creating this you are giving the impression that there is pushback when in fact the opposite is true you are an enabler stop it once again we don't really have we don't have time we just don't have time for fill in the blank we're going to do the, uh, the victim Trump circle jerk again this morning. Is he a victim? Yeah. Does he bear responsibility? Apparently the answer is no. We just don't have time for these games. On micro levels, leftists play Calvin Ball. They just make the rules up as they go along. At a macro level, though, they're playing chess while we play, what, tic-tac-toe not going to cut it. Never was. Certainly not now. This is either one of the best or worst shows maybe we've ever done. Best. Well, I'm hoping that's the case, but ultimately the people will get to decide what the answer to that one is. We're going to stick around and do overtime for Blaze TV subscribers at blazetv.com slash dace. It'll be one of our most popular segments every week, buy, sell, or hold, so make sure you don't miss it. blazetv.com slash dace. Also, where you can go to become a subscriber as well. Just 10 bucks a month. Until tomorrow, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.